Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to The Hotbed. This is our fifth series of The Hotbed podcast, brought to you by The Hotbed Collective. I'm Anniki Somerville. And I'm Lisa Williams. And we're sometimes joined by our co-founder, Cherry Healy, to talk about why women don't have as many orgasms as men. We want to know why this is, and so we use this podcast and our drumroll, new book, More Orgasms Please, Why Female Pleasure Matters, to explore issues such as body image, shame, and the impact of busy lives on sex and relationships, and more. Listen on and follow us on Instagram, at The Hotbed Collective. The Hotbed Collective's debut book, More Orgasms Please, is out now and has been described by Stylist Magazine as one of the top non-fiction books of 2019. It's an open, honest and at moments hilarious dive into all aspects of sex for women. It covers feminist porn, body image, menopause and much more. It's punchy and playful, normalising and educating. It's an eye-opening read that puts women's bodies and their right to pleasure firmly on the map. Think of it as Couch to 5K for orgasms. More orgasms, please. Why Female Pleasure Matters is available now in hardback, ebook, and audiobook versions. Hello, listeners. Hello. Long time no see. Well, we never see you, but we like you listening to us. It's very one way, this relationship. But please contact us on Instagram because we like hearing from you. Otherwise, it's just us speaking out into the void, hoping that you're all enjoying it. This week, we are talking to Natalie Lee, otherwise known as Style Me Sunday, who is a wonderful body positivity campaigner, Instagrammer and model. She is brave in a lot of the photos that she posts and she puts together such a great outfit, doesn't she? She actually, she's got, to me, it's it's a really relatable figure for me. And so I look at her and I think, oh, that's, how you put an outfit together without looking like you've just thrown yourself head deep in a jumble cell, which is what I look like if I try and look cool and quirky. And she actually does it really well. Mm, she does. And she's quite, um, I think one of the classic combos, might be wrong, is kind of the, the skirt with a nice T-shirt, which is my, that's my go-to look. It's kind of, whenever I don't know what to wear, I sort of do that combo. Um, but yeah, I, I do, I think she's lovely. And she's also very sassy. Sassy is my new word for the series. Can we have this season five is sassy, sassy season. Sassy season. Sassy yeah. season. Anarchy Somerville straight out of 1997. Well, because there, there used to be a magazine in the States called Sassy. 
So um, I'm thinking we should bring that back. Yeah, it's good. Sassy, along with like reading Ms. Magazine and wearing that really sticky lip gloss from Body Shop. Yeah, and Dubri. So it's summer at the moment as we record and as you listen, if you're listening currently. And therefore, I hope that you are doing your detox diets, your flat tummy diets, your 5-2 diets. I hope you're hitting the gym and I hope you're looking for outfits that suit your figure. And I hope you're not doing any of that at all. We're not about that. No. And um, I think we've talked before about diets because I'm I'm really anti-diets and you're really anti-diets as well, aren't you? Yeah. So in season three, we interviewed Megan Jane Crabb, who's Body Posi Panda, another body positivity campaigner who struggled with eating disorders in the past. And she dances and she wears bright clothes and she's really good fun. And I loved her and I loved her book. And I think... The interview is called Ditch the Diet. So if you haven't heard it, listen to that old um, podcast. But since that day, so since I read that book and since we met her, I have not weighed myself. Mm, That's so good. Unfortunately, I have um, because I wanted to, I was just curious about how much baby weight I'd lost. Um, And it didn't work for me because essentially... I thought I'd lost, I'm not, I'm not fixated on weight generally, but I'd kind of, a few people had said to me, do you know what, you really look like you've lost weight because I've been walking a lot, like mm. every day, maybe four miles, five miles with the buggy. Um, and they were saying, oh, you do look like you've lost weight. And then actually I tried to get on the scales and I realized I hadn't. So there was no point to it because actually all that feel good in terms of I was feeling positive about my body. I felt really back in the doldrums again. So exactly. I'd definitely say not worthwhile weighing yourself. Just go on how you feel. Yeah, it would affect me if I weighed myself and it wasn't the figure that I wanted, as in, you know, numbers on the scales, I would have a bad day. Yeah. Isn't that, and it's just, that's not on. And also, I don't think that our book would have come out had I been still a victim of diet culture because it's so liberating not to worry about stuff. And obviously, I like to have nutritious food. I like to have exercise and I have body worries and hang-ups the same as the next person. But in terms of taking, worrying about dieting out of your mind and weight, it does free up some space. And for me, I use that space to write the book. When I was at school, sort of secondary school, um, me and my best friend would always write on the back of our exercise book what we'd eaten. Mm -hmm. So I've kept a load of those old exercise books. It could have been a history book, anything. But in the back, it will say one cheese puff, you know, three rivetas. And we, yeah. we would we would actually count it all. Yeah. Um, oh, dear, sorry, Greta's coughing. She's actually eating a piece of my hair. Um, That's so, a very extreme diet, Greta. Which is actually what's nice is it's a it's a, it's a an inflated carrot snack mm. with a piece of hair inside. It's a good diet tip for your beach bodies, everyone. Yeah, hairy snacks. Um, so, yeah, I think it's so liberating not to. And if I can bring up both of my girls not fixating on weight. Um, We try really hard to avoid saying the word fat, Mm. which is really difficult because actually it's quite normal at school for them to bandy around your fat or you've got, even at primary school, you know, you've got a fat tummy, you've got a fat bum. And so I've tried to say round. And then one of my mum friends was saying, you've just got to say that they can't say anything at all. They can't refer to someone's description, you know, visually. Mm. And I said, well, it's hard because actually when you're trying to describe a person... You do tend to say they're they're tall and they're long or they're round and they're short or, you know, these are descriptors that we use all the time. And kids say what they see, but I think it's about taking the value out of it, isn't it? That's what the body positivity campaigners would say. Would they use the word round if you were saying somebody was... they say fat. 
Right, they say okay. fat because they they're, say, owning, they're owning the word. Yeah, they say I'm fat and I'm fabulous. Yeah, that's you know, right. and it's it's sometimes they understand that you need to describe people, and a lot of them have the mindset of I'm this size. I'm meant to be this size. This is the size I am at the moment, and the size I am doesn't have any value of who I am. You know, I weigh the Jamila Jamil account. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it, listeners, it's at I the letter I underscore way and it's on Instagram and the TV presenter and actress Jamila Jamil has put together an Instagram account where people post a picture of themselves and instead of saying what they weigh they say qualities that they have so great sister creative organized scientist mm -hmm. etc and that I think was because there was a Kardashian clan photo where it said what they weighed. Oh no! Each one of them, mm. and she just said. I mean, she calls out she calls out the Kardashians a lot. Mm. I mean, they. Um, one of the things I've just started watching the new season of uh, Kardashians. One of the most damaging things is kind of their body post post baby. I mean, they do document sort of gym regimes and stuff. Mm. But they have these really punishing, in fact, even I think when one of them, Chloe, is pregnant, she is still doing a really high intensity workout mm. pretty much all the time. Um, and there's this kind of idea that you really do have to get back into shape as quickly as possible. Um, and obviously the figure is just so unobtainable, you know, because, mm. you know, post-pregnancy that that tummy, it, it doesn't go away just because the baby's come out. We have a whole chapter on body image because it really affects our ability to enjoy sex. It really affects our ability to switch off and concentrate on the feelings and the sensations rather than on we, what we look like because we've been raised to always view women as if they are sex objects. We can't help but feel like that when we're in bed. And so we're sort of seeing sex as something that we're watching and we're sort of second guessing what our partner's thinking about what we look like. And these distracting thoughts really take away the ability to orgasm or just to enjoy the sex. So I talked to Natalie about that. Natalie Lee Style Me Sunday. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on our podcast because I remember you coming to our very, very first event back um, exactly two years ago at this lovely bar called Tonight Josephine. So you've been there from the beginning, Nat. Yes, I did. And what a night that was. So now I wanted to talk to you about beach bodies and bodies and body positivity and all yep. the great work that you're doing around that. So obviously, like summer's coming, summer's here. There's some pressure for this one week in the year where we put our swimwear on and, um, you know, if we're lucky, flaunt ourselves around the swimming pool or yep. the beach. And that obviously brings with it some pressure, you know. So how do you how do you feel about this kind of summer pressure in the sort of bikini body that we that we might be feeling at the moment? I mean, yeah, I've been on quite a long journey with my own like body image and I've kind of documented that journey on Instagram mostly. Um, so after I had my children, I was really, really self-conscious about looking in the mirror, um, looking at my stretch marks and my wobbly tummy um, and just the changes that come with having a child. I mean, obviously, it's not exclusive to women who have had children. I mean, loads of women have body hang-ups and... Um, self-esteem issues um and yeah it's just but definitely after children I felt that um it changed for me 
And it was when I really noticed a sudden drop in my self-esteem. I think after having some really, really low points, very, very down um, and very upset about it, lots and lots of tears, I just came to some sort of conclusion that that wasn't going to be it. I wasn't going to resign myself to... Because I did actually say to myself, right, I am never, ever going to wear a bikini ever again in my whole life. Um, But then I thought, you know what? That's absolute fucking bollocks. What would I say to my daughter if she was looking in the mirror at, you know, a very similar body and was saying the same thing? I'd be heartbroken. I'd be devastated. So... I decided to go on a kind of journey and it was just about coming to some sort of acceptance with how I was and how I looked and and trying to get my head in a much better place because it is all in our head and it's you know you know we say we don't want to inflict our bodies on other people they couldn't give a flying fuck what we look like it's all about how we're feeling in our heads and that it doesn't matter what size or shape you are you know that can affect all of us so um I went on this journey looked read books and listened to podcasts and you know looked up really inspirational um feeds on Instagram and slowly slowly it started to trickle through and my confidence is definitely um, increased. Um, I definitely will wear bikinis now. And yeah, I try and help other women to go on the same journey as I did. And so it's, would you say it's a sort of, it's a mindset thing mainly? And, and if so, do you have any kind of top line tips for people? I mean, one thing that we talk about quite often is curating your Instagram feed so that you're you know I log into Instagram and quite often I'll see a Starmy Sunday post which (laughs) makes me feel good rather than um, because your posts are very loving and they're really they're very nice image you know very nicely composed and taken images and you're having a great time Um, so do you have any sort of from from your reading and your research and and the work that you've that you've done on your own mindset like any top tips for people? Yeah, absolutely. And curating your own feed is a really good one to start with. Um, Another one to do is to throw away the scales. You know, I used to weigh myself every single day and I don't think, I don't think your value is in a number and I think they can be, they can set you up for good, really good day and a really bad day. So I think chuck away the scales if, um, if you can it's not always so easy did your midwife work have any impact on your feelings towards your body you saw bodies birth every day yeah did that have any impact on you at all and obviously presumably you saw a lot of body diversity you know every day yeah oh god yeah I think um being a midwife definitely opened my eyes to how wonderful and like magical the human body is um I never ever got over the the impact of seeing a woman who was pregnant and then moments later seeing a baby in her arms and tears and and just the the amazingness of that is just so so special um 
and yeah it was it def I definitely saw lots of different bodies lots of diverse bodies and I guess it's definitely made me more like open so you know I'm not I'm not afraid of getting naked because I've seen it all and you know I have been there at the most vulnerable times of a woman's um life really so I guess you have to sometimes just shed those um barriers and just let it all out yeah and and talk to me a bit about body positivity versus body neutrality because body neutrality I mean body positivity is kind of new for me and body neutrality is even is even newer and I um I still I won't wear a bikini not because of the shape or size of my body but actually because of body hair and you know I'm I'm half Iranian I've got body hair I've got body hair around my stomach right down to my like pubic hair and I just I don't really like it and the thing is is that I don't I could try and embrace it and be like this is normal or I could be neutral towards it and just be like you know what I there's some gorgeous swimwear that I wear quite sexy swimming costumes and feel good about that but I'm just not showing off an area which I'm fine with alone or with my partner, but I don't really want everyone, you know, the world to see, because to me it's almost like showing off pubic hair to everyone. I don't, I don't really want to. So that's my example of body neutrality. I don't hate it. It just means wearing a swimming costume. And I like, I like one pieces, luckily, like it's not just like wearing, you know, an Adidas swimming costume. You can get really lovely ones. Um, do you have any thoughts on, on that, on body, body well, neutrality? Well, yeah, I think, you know, in terms of um, body positivity, which I think has been quite hijacked, like, you know, by brands and things, and it's kind of twisted a bit now. But I think in terms of that, you know, it's each to their own. I don't, I really do feel that you don't have to be under pressure to do it the way you see it being done on Instagram, for example. And yeah you know there's nothing wrong with you saying I don't like the hair on my stomach so I don't want to show it you know we're not well I'm certainly not saying be like me and do what I do I'm saying hopefully I will inspire you for you to do you and I guess if that is body neutrality I don't know what whatever it is it doesn't really need a label it's just about you finding something that works for you and you know just coming to some sort of acceptance and and acknowledgement that you're not going to let these body hang-ups hold you back for the rest of your life because I think it's such a it's been such a useful form of oppression for women because we're all so worried about how we look that we're not actually, we don't have the, the space to be able to think about anything else that's really important, you know, because we're all worried about diets and getting skinny and, you know, how, how much Botox we can have and how our eyebrows look. And, you know, men don't have that, all of that pressure on them. So, of course, they're going to be more successful in their careers and they're going to be into politics and they're going to be into really important things that make, you know, our futures better. But we're so worried about, are we going to fit into a size 10 pair of jeans, which is complete fucking bollocks. So, you know, what? however that works for you, it's just about coming to a place where you're 
not just constantly thinking about how you look and how you appear to everyone else and how beautiful you are. Um, that's that's what I'm preaching. Preach, girl, preach. <laughs> In that space where I've taken out diet culture, I wrote a book. So I'm really proud of that. Literally Amazing. emptied out space in my head yes. with diets and I wrote a book. And so let's talk about sex because hotbed is sex. Let's and talk it, about sex. More orgasms, please, is the name of our book. Do you think that we, does the world need more female orgasms? Oh my God, of course we do. It's what makes the world go round. And, you know, I'm a much better person when I orgasm. It helps me to sleep at night. Um, I mean, yeah, definitely. I, I think I'm quite a latecomer to um, finding, for, to solo sex, for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, and orgasm and realising the power of orgasms and how wonderful they are. I think that has definitely been a sort of later thing in my life not that I'm like a hundred years old but you know you know what I mean Um, yeah um so yeah I'm I'm all for them I have um I've recently discovered a new toy which is like my favorite thing in the world I call it my BFF Mm -hmm. and what um, is it it's the Lilo Sona. It's one of the sucky ones. So you put it oh, on cl- your clip. Yeah, the clip sucker. Yeah, we love oh, those ones. My Amazing. God. <laughs> it has revolutionized my life. Honestly. It's Quick. like, where were you all of my life? <laughs> I love it. They're quick, aren't they? I mean, they can be. I like Yes. And this is it. I think when something, Lilo is an interesting brand because it's very design led, isn't yeah. it? And these toys, they're expensive, but they're very beautiful. And and the engineering is good. And I think with something, so just to explain listeners, these we call them clit suckers. We write about them in the book. We've done a review of one of them, one of the rival brands, Satisfier, okay. which is on YouTube. Um, but they have a kind of sucking action and you put them over the like tip of your clitoris. I'm just explaining to listeners. So, yeah. so these toys, so Lilo is, is a very beautiful, expensive one. But what I think is amazing about this little brand of toy is they can make an orgasm really quick And for me, the ideal is that women see these sex aids, sex toys and think, you know what? I can give myself an orgasm in literally four minutes and it can become part of your daily routine. You can take them into the shower, into the bath. And that's my vision. You know, wouldn't it be great if we could just say this is part of my well-being routine? Yeah, absolutely. I also love the fact that they don't look like penises because, like, who needs a penis these days? <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> I'm really passionate about teaching um, our children that self-pleasure is a real important part of growing and development. And I'm very passionate about, you know, taking away the shame with solo sex and that it's you know if you do want to touch yourself then just find a private space to do it in and it's really good and I think you know the first and most important relationship should be with yourself um, because it it sets you up for a much better um, type of relationship later on in life so I'm all for encouraging women to explore themselves um, 
before, during, after they've let other people explore their bodies. Yeah, it makes things easier as well. You know, we say the same just, to, you know, to older women, to women our age, you know, to all people, as if, if you know what switches you on, yeah. it makes it so much easier when you are with, with uh, you know, another partner. Because how are they meant to guess if you don't know? Yeah, it just, it just in, yeah, it enhances your whole relationships with other people. So why not? It's a no-brainer. So in our book, we, I did quite a lot of research around the relationship between body image and, and ability to orgasm or ability to, you know, have satisfying sex, whatever shape or form that might take. Yeah. And it really interests me. And it, it actually took me by surprise because a, a long time ago when we started the hotbed, we did a, a survey of people um, and this specifically was about sex after kids and a lot of them said they didn't have the sex life they want and one of the top reasons as to why was I thought it would be something like birth trauma you know something to do with you know having a baby but one of the top reasons was body confidence low body confidence yeah and that really made me explore it and and there has been some studies around it and we write about this in in our chapter how self-image affects sexy time. Um, we found a study that describes these sort of body image concerns as they call it appearance-based distracting thoughts during sexual activity. And it's been proven to disrupt sexual satisfaction. Does that sort of chime with you? Can you see how that makes God, yeah. Sense? I can absolutely see how that would be the case. And, and very, um, I very much felt that as well when I was having sex, especially... Um, with really exposing positions like going on top it was um if you've got any sort of body hang-ups you know the thought of it is terrifying um and I certainly felt like that for a certain time and it does get in the way of sex and you be- you become accustomed to just not doing certain things because of these body issues that you have which um is a real shame actually so yeah it doesn't surprise me at all um about your findings have you had better sex then since you you've been feeling better in yourself because it had an effect I think so yeah I think I have I think yeah since I've been on this sort of self-discovery journey um my sex life has increased but yeah I think my solo sex life has definitely increased a lot as well. <laughs> it's all part of the same thing, you know. Exactly. exactly. We, th- we actually, you know, I think it's important to have this solo sex aspect of what you do. And, and I think a lot of our work isn't about... I think before we did the hotbed, a lot of the sex advice we were seeing was all about what couples can do together or what... Oh, it was all about technique. And I was sort of like, you know, it's not really about that. It's about us taking responsibility for our own bodies and doing a bit of work ourselves, both in mindset and in technique and in practice. And that 100% should then knock on to everything else you do. Um, so I think it's a good place to start. Yeah, exactly. However you, however you achieve it, better sex is better sex. And it doesn't matter in what form that takes just have you know as as much as you can help increase your satisfaction it's all good 100 percent. so this summer we're gonna we're gonna be beach body ready in our own mindset yeah as in go and have a great time <laughs> in whatever you want to wear um solo sex 
all for it. And what was the other thing we talked about? Oh, yeah, curate, uh, chucking away the scales and curating your Instagram feed. Absolutely. And not worrying about what other people think of you. It's really, really important. We didn't talk about comparing ourselves to other people, but I think that's another one as well. Especially in this day and age of Instagram, it's so easy to compare yourself to other people um, and get worried about not living up to how their standards and what you see on their feeds and stuff. Um, But um, yeah, just, you know stay in your lane and focus on yourself and focus on on getting your own self-esteem and your confidence up and don't worry about what everyone else is doing 100 (laughs) percent thank you so much it's been really fun talking to you my pleasure it's been lovely talking to you lisa hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So that's Natalie, Star Me Sunday at Salmi Sunday on Instagram. If you're interested in fashion and looking good from a style point of view, obviously, on Sundays, if you hashtag Salmi Sunday in your outfits, she'll pick her favorite ones and regram them. And I really enjoy that on a Sunday, like having a scroll through, because I think her followers are pretty similar to her and to me and they they dress in a really fun way that really reflects their personality and is so much more about personality and fun and identity than it is about being a slave to fashion. Mm, I enjoyed that interview. Well done. Thank you. I love Nat. Have you followed the like Fanny Flutters thing? I have. What do you think? Well, I well, sorry, I can't remember the name of that particular... Mara. That's her. Um, I did follow a bit of it because I think... She was quite brazen in the way that she launched herself in there. I don't know if you saw her initial kind of approach. And she obviously talked very explicitly about Fanny Flutters. Um, And there was part of me that was like, well, you go there, girl. Are you talking about how she was trying to snog? Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. I didn't, that was uncomfortable. I didn't like that. Well, it seemed to work, though, because she was very forward in her approach. And uh, she literally didn't, I mean, she put her cards on the table and she basically said, you know, shall we do something, get up to some stuff under the covers now? 
Um, and there was no ambiguity there. And there was part of me going, bloody hell, because I don't think I've ever done that. But um, I didn't, it was the way she was trying to kiss him when he clearly didn't want to. And, you know, if you think about it, if it was a man trying to kiss a woman, it's just not acceptable. But I like the Fanny Flutters thing. So the whole Love Island thing confuses me greatly because I love parts of it because obviously it's sex and relationships and hot, sunny weather and Big Brother-esque reality. And I love all that. But then I don't like all of this game playing and I don't like, obviously, this high incidence of mental health and suicide that's oh. happened. So it's, I find it confusing and I find Maura confusing because whilst I love her sex positive attitude, I found that particular scene really troubling. But the Fanny Flutters thing I thought was worth talking about because yeah. she's essentially describing the female version of an erection, these panty thumps that we've talked about. And Dr. Karen Gurney has talked to us about women often tuning out of their sexual feelings. Mm. So with men they get a hard on and mm. they feel horny instantly and women often have to tune into their sexuality a bit more mm. and these sort of fanny flutters probably do happen but we kind of forget to notice them mm. and and I also think as you, if you're in a long-term relationship you do get them less you get them less spontaneously mm. whereas if you think about the Love Island sort of setup when you're in bed with a new person and you don't have sex with them that mm. is really sexy isn't it but also if you're flirting with somebody mm. Um, oh God, I mean, that's, I think that's the popularity of Love Island is because we've all had holiday romances. Yeah. And actually, you know, some of my fondest memories are those kind of, you know, we used to go to Spain every year to the same place and, um, you know, basically just quite innocent in a way, just meeting boys, probably I was probably like 16 and chatting up and snogging and not really going any further than that. Um, but it's just perfect. Those kind of, you know, it's hot. I, it probably was like a real... You, know, you feel pretty good about your body, perhaps, because you're young and fit and the world is your oyster. And I don't think you kind of realise that until afterwards. And then you look back on it. And for me, Love Island is, a, is you know, if you're sat at home and you're not on holiday mm. and you've got a small baby, it couldn't be further from your reality, really. Yeah. And there's something so sexy, like you say, about being on holiday, even now, like being in a swimsuit, swimming, being active, being outside, not mm. working, drinking cocktails, even like for me, the smell of suntan lotion, I find really pleasant mm. and makes me feel really good. Mm. And yeah, it's that feeling on Love Island, isn't it? And oh, God, yeah. So um, essentially, try and take that holiday spirit with you, this sort of the sexiness of it and the sensuousness of it, the feel of like shower after a long day on the beach and sun cream and feeling relaxed and trying to sort of tap into these fun sexual memories which is something again that we talk about in our book yes and take that with you on holiday pack that in your suitcase and get that through get some for me it would be um coconut hair gel <laughs> yes and what was the old the old that's sun sassy. cream that's, that's really sassy <laughs> one of my most memorable holiday romances was with a barman called Juan Juan. And Juanjo um, used to wear white jeans with a bare chest. Mm. He worked in a very large nightclub um, in a little town called Oliva. It's probably not that little. And he had a wet look perm. Mm. Um, and he, would, he basically had sandals, white jeans, white braces and a bare chest. Oh. And our romance consisted of, I saw him every year. Um, and it consisted every year of him giving me camel light fags over the bar and free drinks. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually, I don't think I think we only ever kissed once. Mm -hmm. So the romance was solely best based, sorry, on fags and getting the odd free drink. And it's funny because I think um, back home again, if I'd seen a boy essentially wearing a bare chest with tight white jeans, 
I don't think I would have gone for it. But mm. there's something about being on holiday. Mm. It's the same reason why you wear a bandana and think it's a good idea and then get home and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Um, men, you look at them differently, don't you, on holiday? Mm. Everyone's more attractive on holiday. You must have had a teenage fling on holiday where you just think, Jesus Christ, what was I thinking? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, I did. But it. I've, I probably had a few actually, but... Did they have a wet look perm? No, and I had a really bad experience. There was one guy that I snogged on the first night and then the next day, and then he avoided me for four days. And then on like the fifth night, I kind of crossed paths with him. And he was like, what happens when you go on holidays? You get drunk and then you snog someone who's got an ass bigger than your head. And was he referring to you? Yeah. That's really mad and horrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. But isn't that interesting because it's sort of, Again, what you talk about in the book about these horrible thoughts and how they people saying horrible things about you and them sticking in your head and mm. you getting a bit of a paranoia about it. Mm. So somebody once said I had rugby players' legs, mm. um, which I do. And uh, and actually that stuck with me forever. And it's why I'm sat in a very hot studio and I'm wearing black leggings, which mm. I will always wear. I want to read something positive out now. So have you heard of Cindy Gallup? Yes, I love her. So she's an ad advertising bigwig who also has founded a website called Make Love Not Porn, which we've talked about before in our episode, Can Feminist Porn Give You the Horn? The website is about um, uploading, real couples uploading their sexy videos, and then you pay a subscription or you pay per view. And it's not porn, it's making love. Mm. That's the distinction. But anyway, she did a really nice tweet where she wrote, at the age of 59, I wear the tiniest bikinis possible because A, it all looks better when it's tan and B, no one on that beach is ever going to see me again. I couldn't care less what I look like in a bikini and I wish every other woman felt the same way. Here I am in Cannes. And she's posted up four pictures of her in a bikini, glass of champagne, toenails done, huge smile on her face with her friends having a ball. And that's what we are going to channel this summer. That's the kind of beach body mm. we want, the beach body that we have, and have a great time. You've been listening to The Hotbed, the podcast brought to you by The Hotbed Collective, who want to make life better one orgasm at a time. If you like us, we would love it if you could subscribe using your podcast player. And while you're there, leave us a glowing review, if only to massage our paper-thin egos. Thank you. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.